0: Happy New Year. We hope you had a safe and wonderful holiday season. This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOCEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GOCEP. Thank you for joining us. We are going to look at an important topic today, podcasts. There are now multiple programs to listen to focused on emergency management. Our partners at the federal level, FEMA have new resources available to help you. We'll find out more on that topic coming up in a few minutes. Before we get started with our interviews, we'd like to start each episode with emergency preparedness information. Many of you may be planning to travel or take a vacation as we look to the spring. For those of us in Louisiana, that often starts with the Mardi Gras holiday. Here are a few preparedness steps if you're leaving home for a few days. First, make sure your home is locked properly, obviously. Arrange to have the newspaper and mail picked up until you return home. Clean out all perishable foods and take out the garbage. Arrange to have the newspaper and mail held until you return or have them picked up by a trusted neighbor. Ask a neighbor to set out your trash on collection day and then retrieve empty cans and recycling bins the same day. Let a trusted neighbor know you will be away and have them keep an eye on your home. It's a good idea to leave your vacation address and telephone number with that neighbor so you can be reached in case of an emergency. And advise your alarm company if you will be gone for an extended period of time. Those are today's preparedness tips. Moving on to our interview, Patricia Mancha is the Deputy Director of External Affairs for FEMA Region 6. That region includes Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. She joins us now by phone. Hi, Patty. How are you?
1: Hello. Thank you for allowing me to join you today.
0: Great. Tell us about the new FEMA Region 6 podcast.
1: Well, it's fun and exciting and... um... We're trying to simply share a little bit about who we are and how we feel about the work that we do. So it really is an opportunity to try to showcase the great talent that we have at Region 6. We're trying to keep it regional, and um, we're hoping in the future to include lots of folks from our five states, our tribes, local and state. Uh, emergency management officials, volunteer agencies, et cetera. So we just started. We have big plans.
0: You know, from a region standpoint, we talk about this a lot uh, as we're dealing with some of the other states in the region. You have areas like Oklahoma and North Texas and Arkansas that have a few weather-related events that are kind of different than what we deal with a lot of times here in Louisiana, but a lot of these events do kind of cross over. Uh, is is that something you guys are seeing, you know, when you, when you take a look at all the topics?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that crosses all lines, whether it be socioeconomic, age, um, racial, is pets. Nowadays, pets are family, and people love their pets. And so, for instance, we're really trying to um, come up with creative ways to help people understand some of the ways that they can help their pets prepare for an emergency along with the rest of their family.
0: That's definitely one of the things that that a lot of our uh, staff members who worked, you know, with bigger events over the years, all the way back to Katrina, uh, they talk about a lot of times people don't want to evacuate if there's not a way, you know, for their pets to come along with them. That's why it's so important to kind of have a plan that includes your pets uh, as part of that process.
1: And it's just a lot. Oftentimes, a lot of the things that you don't generally think about, but they're really an important part of your life.
0: So when, when you're taking a look at this podcast, I guess, what kind of prompted uh, you guys to, to start this new resource?
1: Well, um, you know, I think it's the evolution of the way that we communicate with our survivors and our states. Um it used to be that everyone sat around a radio and listened to fireside chats. Then you got television and you know people would watch the news on television and you had three channels and ten o 'clock at night, everybody got the same news nowadays. People have so many ways of getting information they go online they have social media um, a lot of people don 't even have cable nowadays, so you can 't use the same methods that you used before to try to get information out to the public and expect that people are going to receive that information. So for us, it's a responsibility to really look at innovative ways or ways that the community is using to get their information and reach them there.
0: That is so true, because now, even from a social media standpoint, there's so many different platforms that people use. It's important to hit as many of those uh, resources as you can, uh, just to try and get that message out so that is that's a great point. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the first couple of episodes and and some of the topics that you've talked about so far?
1: So we had um, disability awareness, and um, oftentimes people you know the, the ways that we look at people with disabilities have evolved. It used to be that if someone had a disability, they didn't work. They were pretty much at home. Oftentimes, people in the family didn't really talk about them. Nowadays, a big portion of our population has disabilities, as they always have, but now we recognize it. So we talked to a couple of our employees who happen to have a disability, but continue to work and continue to thrive. And it's important to us to inform the public about that, because there may be someone with a disability who's listening who has a chance to listen to the podcast and says, hey, I can join FEMA. I have something to contribute, and I think that I can help disaster survivors. And so for us, it's also a recruiting tool because we want people to understand that we want to look like the public that we serve. So another uh, topic was Hispanic heritage month and so we had um, several of our employees who happened to be Hispanic and we had one podcast in English, we had one podcast in Spanish, we had a lot of fun and um, people talk about their individual experiences as well as their shared experience. Uh, In the future we're looking to bring on some of our tribal uh, members and as well as uh, employees who happen to be part of a tribal community um, we want to talk to folks in the military. We're looking to talk to some of our CERT leaders, the um, local training that occurs and um, really is one of those first steps that people can take to provide support in their community immediately following a disaster or even before by providing training and those kinds of things. Well,
0: that's, that's a great topic. How, how many episodes in are you guys now?
1: Right now we have uh four episodes, but we just started last uh, late last year. I think our first one was in um, October so um, we're working towards taping more of those episodes and really looking at how to maximize our information so of course, we are gonna provide some of the more technical information like promoting um, our National Flood Insurance Program, which I know in Louisiana is one that is of a lot of interest Mm -hmm. to the community there.
0: And there's so many of those topics that you can kind of delve into deeper when you're able to have a discussion like you can on a podcast. Is that kind of what you guys are noticing as well?
1: Absolutely. You know, um, a podcast is a conversation, as you know, and as we're having now. Um, So on a news clip, It's a 30 second bite or even on oftentimes, uh, you know, on a tweet or on a Facebook post. It's not that interaction that allows for a lot of information that people may not get otherwise unless they go searching for it and read it and spend lots of time. So this is an opportunity for us to uh, share information and get more in depth when it comes to specific details. Uh, not just a phone number or a website, but rather ask an expert, have them um, explain what it means to have flood insurance and the difference between a payment from the National Flood Insurance Program versus a grant from individual assistance. And that's a significant difference, as you know.
0: Absolutely. So um, we understand, too, that that Region six is not the only branch of FEMA that's that's uh, getting into the podcast field now can you tell us a little more about what uh, FEMA headquarters in Washington is doing
1: FEMA headquarters has started a podcast and theirs is about a, a about a year and a half maybe two years old um, anybody can go on FEMA podcast uh, search for it on iTunes or Google Play and they have a variety of topics um, blood insurance preparedness, um, you know, just all kinds of topics that are relevant and matter within the emergency management community.
0: Okay. And do, where do you see uh, some of these resources kind of growing in the future? What do you hope to see uh, happen, you know, as far as the podcast and, and, and the evolution that you mentioned?
1: You know, we always talk about emergency management being a partnership. And I, I believe both uh, FEMA headquarters and Region 6, are excited to bring in members of the community that we serve. So like I mentioned, um, a lot of the state and local officials, volunteer agencies, and disaster survivors. I think that, you know, uh, coming from an agency that serves the public, people may hear us and often tune us out. But if you share a story or a, a circumstance from a survivor, and they can talk about, you know, in the, we're working towards um, identifying some survivors who maybe were impacted by a hurricane and two different circumstances. A family that evacuated and a family that chose not to evacuate and the difference in their experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, same thing, a family who purchased flood insurance and a family who didn't. And their, the, the difference in their experience. So, I think that for us, what we're really trying to do is just provide information that is valuable and useful for the people in our region, and oftentimes they don't want to hear from us because they think, "Oh, you all, it's always the same thing." But if they hear from their neighbor, if they hear from people like them, I believe that that will often make a difference
0: absolutely and and kind of expanding you know going away from the podcast discussion. What you described, we try to hit on this all the time. It is so important in Louisiana for everyone to have flood insurance if they're able to purchase that because that is our number one threat. And and at times there can be a gap. If, if a certain disaster uh, doesn't reach a catastrophic level, there may not be a lot of government support available. So it's important to take those steps uh, as a homeowner or as a business owner Uh, With insurance to make sure you're covered, you know, for those types of events. So I'm I'm glad you kind of helped us with that messaging today.
1: And, you know, what people don't understand sometimes is that if you have a flood insurance policy, there is no need for a disaster declaration. You can get a payout at any time, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as long as you're covered. Um, but in order to get an individual assistance grant from FEMA, there must be a disaster declaration declared by the president.
0: Right, and so it's so important. And again, podcasts are a great way for us to talk about those types of things. Uh, uh, you know, because it's it's difficult for the public to to understand some of those topics sometimes. So. Uh, I'm glad to see that you guys in headquarters are are taking a look at that. Uh, Anything else you want to tell the public about other resources that you guys potentially may be working on or some of your social media campaigns?
1: Well, I think that one of the things we're really trying to do is to have more of a conversation and be able to hear from the public. You know, traditionally, we've worked in in a way that allows us to share information, we put out a press release, we put out a a tweet or post on social media, but then we don't necessarily hear from the public. So part of what we're doing, um, you know, podcasts, social media, they allow for people to respond, to provide their commentary and to get in touch with us. And I think that one of the things that we've learned is that, We don't have all the answers. We know that. So we need to hear from the people we serve in order to know what it is that is relevant to them and what they need. So this is a great avenue for us. And I'll use the example of our tribal program at Region 6. We have 68 federally recognized tribes in a five-state region. And we have a very robust program. And the reason we do is that there's a lot of listening going on our tribes have taught us how to help them. They tell us what they need. We we have a menu of suggestions. We have information that we share with them. But more importantly, they tell us what it is that they are looking for, how we can help them. And that has made for a very respectful and successful relationship because it allows us to share information, listen, and then take action based on what they actually need and want versus us assuming or just saying, this is what we're going to give you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the difference, um, an impact or or a significance of social media all the way around, that it allows government to really hear the people on a different level.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we appreciate you guys taking time out with us today and joining us, and it's it's great to see. If anyone has questions about our relationship with FEMA over the years and how it's grown, it, it's really just amazing. Our leadership talks about it all the time, uh, about how we're kind of getting into, uh, you know, a, a regular routine, and, and there's so much more now that there's an open discussion between our leadership and your leadership. And so I know we appreciate that that uh, strengthening of that relationship over the years. So Patty, thank you for joining us. Patty Mancha with FEMA Region 6. Don't forget to check out the FEMA Region 6 podcast. It's a new resource that's available. And Patty, thank you for joining us.
1: You're quite welcome. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the work that we do.
0: You bet. Now we'll move to the emergency resource segment for this episode. Cybersecurity has been a major issue in many states, including Louisiana, in the past few months. According to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, being online exposes us to cybercriminals and others who commit identity theft, fraud, and harassment. Every time we connect to the Internet at home, at school, at work, and on our mobile devices, we make decisions that affect our cybersecurity. Emerging cyber threats require engagement from the entire American community to create a safer cyber environment, from government and law enforcement to the private sector, and most importantly, members of the public. CISA has information available to help protect you and your family at cisa.gov. That's cisa.gov for more important cybersecurity information. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Patty Mancha for joining us today from FEMA Region 6. Don't forget to check out the FEMA Region 6 podcast for great information related to emergency management. Also, check out the other resources we mentioned. You can find more preparedness information at getagameplan.org. We also want to thank producer Troy Perez and the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at DonateLifeLA.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. You can find out more on the topics we talked about today by following Gosep on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at Gosep, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lopa and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.